Hello and welcome to the Bosby Lane Podcast. It's your boy Ugo. And today we are going to be previewing the game between Manchester United and Tottenham over the weekend. Uh, we'll look back on the Brighton doubleheader. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some of our top performance from the past month. And finally, we'll talk about transfers. So let's get right into it. Um, Manchester United played two games um, against Brighton, uh, one on Saturday and um, as well as on Wednesday. And one, one both of them, one was much, much more exciting, um, you know, due to the ups and downs, the drama that happened uh, in, in the game on Saturday. Let's just be very, very clear. We didn't deserve to win that game. Um, we were very, very poor for most parts of the game. We uh, performed really um, poorly. Um, we were not, we still aren't up to speed. Um, it did seem like we um, struggled to, to press. We struggled with, with very, very sloppy passing as well and things like that. Uh, but there, it was an improvement from the Palace game. Um, so you could see that, you know, players are, are you know, are getting better, definitely. Um, we, we could see that for sure. Um, but I, I would say, I think all in all, um, we had no right winning that game. But then again, in football, these things happen and you, you have to take, um, you know, some of these things and, and, be, and be glad. It, it's, it's nice that we... We had that opportunity to win the game at the end. Um, it's not something that you typically see uh, with Manchester United uh, fighting to the end, uh, but we were able to. And, and I would say that um, I'm really, really um, excited that, that we actually were able to win that game, um, considering how re how difficult it was. Um, you know, all true. Uh, Brighton hit the bar five times. Five times they hit the woodwork. Um, I don't, I've never seen something like that. I think, you know, it was said that it, it's the first time it's ever happening as well uh, in the Premier League era since um, stats have been calculated. Um, so, yeah, it was it was it was good. It was good to see us win that game, um, just considering the fact that we we were really, really abysmal uh, in the game. Um, the first goal, um, the penalty on Bruno. I think it's one of those ones where, you know, he was trying to kind of stop, but really momentum to come into Lamptey, who has been performing very, very well. Uh, a cheeky Penanka from <laughs> from Neil Mope with a, a crying uh, celebration, which, you know, is now a meme, <laughs> as you can imagine, with Manchester United fans. Uh, but yeah, you know, they, 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 they were they were amazing, but the two times that the scored, we, we really responded very well. So um, going back, Luke Shaw makes this crazy run, gets a, gets a free kick, wonderful delivery from Bruno. Matic puts it back into the area. Um, Maguire forces it off of um, Dong's leg and it's an own goal. We equalize and Marcus scores this amazing goal, a uh, wonderful goal. Uh, it's actually been nominated for goal of the, the month as well. So that was a beautiful solo run, a beautiful pass from Bruno. He goes in, he sits uh, Ben White down two times and then slots it in. Um, that was an amazing goal from Marcus. That was the second goal of the season. I think he's beginning to pick up. Um, you know, there are there is a section of our fans who, who get on his back and 
for reasons I don't understand, but you know, you could see that Marcus is, is coming back into his own. He had this long injury before the, his the, his injury. He was our best player, um, but now he's he's gradually getting back to those levels, and you could see that um, you know the the link up play with Bruno, with Martial, with Greenwood is is there, and you could see that you know he he's he's going to be um, really really you know important and critical for what we do this season. Um, you never, you know, question his, um, his his dedication and his passion and things like that. But you know, Marcus is just on and off the pitch. He's just an amazing person. You know, I, I make no secret of the fact that he is my favorite player at United. And um, yeah, he he, I'm, I'm happy that he's getting some goals as well to go with it. Um, we struggled defensively. Um, it it seemed like Brighton were capitalizing on our um, like they were targeting basically uh, our right back side, so which is basically their left hand side, and they were always sort of overloading on the right hand and, and making this switch of plays that and crosses that we couldn't really deal with very very well, and and that led to the goal. I mean, they they had several opportunities. They 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 should have won that game, you know, by a very very embarrassing scoreline. Um, if, if they were able to put their chances away and, and they kept exploiting it. It was a little poor from us that, you know, that it was something that that, that was a, a glaring and obvious weakness that they could explore. And I, and, and hopefully in the next games, we, we are a lot to that and we can cover those spaces, um, you know, with regards. It, it seemed like one Bissaka was being drawn towards the center and, you know, so they had really free reign. Some people said would say, well, you know, Mason should have tracked back or, or whatever. But I feel it's very, very important for us to figure that out um, tactically moving forward, uh, especially when we play against teams that play three at the back. Um, how do you handle the wing backs and things like that? And it, 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 it really um, was a, a bit unnerving to see that they were they, they got in so many different types that their wing back had, you know, was open and had a lot of space. Um, to threaten, uh, to threaten the goal, and you know, luckily for us, you know, all those goals didn't go in. Trossard hit hit the post or so about three times, something like that. Um, yeah, finally, Solimach gets the goal, um, and then we respond very quickly. Get a corner. Um, Mope doing his best, <laughs> his best volleyball impressions by trying to block the ball, and um, he. He gets cut um, after the, the final whistle goes. We we have a dramatic penalty. Of course, Bruno Fernandez um, is his mentality is hundred percent, hundred and one percent. He is just you know one of the best, one of the very very best. You know I I have tremendous respect for Bruno Fernandez. He is our leader. He is the one who is he's the most important player at Manchester United at the moment, and I think he he shows that in every game that he plays. Uh, one assist scores the goal. Man of the match performance. He's my captain in FBL, so had loads and loads and loads to cheer about. Three points on on the on the table. Um, wasn't a great performance, like I said, but I believe that as we kind of build fitness and build um, some um, get some match sharpness, which I believe is beginning to come, um, we we will be better um, as the season progresses. Um, the second header of that game was um, also away at Brighton uh, for the Carabao Cup. Um, winner goes into the quarterfinals and we, um, I would say it was, it, it was a, um, 
it was a Walkman-like performance. I think we played okay. I don't think we set the world alight, but we did what we had to do. Three goes to nothing. Um, Dean Henderson with a wonderful save. Juan Mata was magical. Uh, I think he rolled back the years, really played exceptional football, loved everything about how he played. We saw his link up with uh, Danny van der Beek. You know, if Egalo was in form, I think we score more than three goals in that game. Um, you know, the first goal, Juan Mata puts, puts it in. Um, Scott scores his first of the season. Uh, the second goal was just sublime. Um, beautiful flick from, from um, Danny van der Beek after a wonderful passage of play. Uh, Mata is, you know, you know, in the box and just really rolls it in. Beautiful, beautiful goal. And, and finally, um, Paul Pogba scores a, a free kick that was heavily deflected, but nevertheless was, was a goal from Paul Pogba. So um, I think I think we are getting in shape. I think these games are helping us build confidence. We played um, Everton next in that competition, and I think we're, we're going to get there. I think we're going to get there. Um, it's um, a slow build up to, to fitness and sharpness, but you can see that there, there is some improvement. Because even in the in the first Brighton game, a lot of you know the things that you know there were sloppy lots of sloppy passes. The same with the Palace game, you know we're giving away the ball um, a little too much and things like that. So it it, it which which suggests that it's, it's sharpness and it's fitness. And I think once we get that sorted out, I think we could be at our very best. I love the rotation. Uh, we're not running our players into the ground. Not yet. I think th there seems to be some kind of balance in the way Ole is picking his teams. I have noticed that um, he's having more confidence in the second string, especially with the Carabao Cup, which, which, he, which he should. I mean, that's what most managers are doing anyways, but um, um, which, which is great. And uh, something I should actually mention in, in, in the game, in the Carabao Cup game, was Eric Bailly was exceptional, wonderful, wonderful uh, defensive display. Uh, yet again, he is making a, a stake for that claim to be the, you know, to be a choice uh, starting in the weekend. I personally think he, he should, um, depending on how PC uh, the front three is for Tottenham. I think if you're, you know, you know the the Steven Bergwines and the I know Son is injured. I don't know if he's going to play, but if he plays, that's something to look out for. Uh, Lucas Mora and all these guys, really, really quick um, wingers that you, you know once they get isolated, once they isolate our 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 strikers, can be really, really uh, dangerous. So I'd love to see Bay there. He he was just magnificent. He played alongside Lindelof and. They look great together. I think Maguire had a knock, according to Ole, and um, so they had to play together. Anyways, they look they looked amazing, and I think Bay definitely is uh, making a stake for that uh, for a starting point, uh, spot um, in the Premier League games. Um, yeah, I mean Ole um, gave a press conference, uh, did a press conference today, and you know he's been asked about so many different things but let's let's preview the game um you know uh, that's coming up on sunday before we kind of talk about transfers and talk about um you know player performance moving forward um so with regards to, to ter um, sunday there's no injury right now i think uh, maguire is going to be fit for that game um for me i'd say you go with um you know, you go with uh, with, with Eric Bailly in defense. You go with um, either Lindelof or Maguire. I really don't care anymore. But I think maybe Maguire and, and Bailly in, in defense. And you have um, Juan Bissaka on the right back. Uh, Luke Shaw, obviously, on the left back. 
Um, Fred really played okay uh, in the game uh, in midweek, uh, but I think I'll still start Matic. Matic is definitely our best defensive midfielder. He plays very well in that role. Um, and then I'd, 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 start, I'd have to start with Pogba and Bruno um, in front of him. I know a lot of people want to see Dunny start. I want to see Dunny start as well. Dunny has been exceptional. Played well, um, you know, in the Carabao Cup. And, you know, he's, he's in the running for our player of the month. He's got one and assisted one, which is not too bad um, for, 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 for someone who's just started two games. So um, I... I think you want to go, obviously, the, the front three pick themselves. Um, you have Rashford, Martial, and Greenwood, obviously. Um, I think we have a chance to beat the Tottenham team. I think they're going to be, um, you know, leggy from, from their Europa League um, encounter on Thursday. And, you know, so there is an opportunity to get at them. I think it's going to be one of those games where we need a lot of energy. Um, we know what Jose is going to do. They're going to sit back and absorb pressure and try to hit us on the break. Uh, they use that to also conserve energy. We know Jose very well. We understand what he's going to do. So there's going to be a lot of, we're going to have, you know, a majority of the position, uh, possession, I would think. Um, but we need to do a lot in terms of uh, carving up, um, uh, carving out some opportunities and in, in, in trying to win the game from that perspective, because, um, jo Jose, you know, organizes a team very, very well. And, you know, we know this, so we need to do our best uh, to make sure that we are, um, you know, on top of, of the situation. Yeah, um, I, I think, um, you know, I think Son is the only one who, who might be missing from that game. But we absolutely need to win this one. Uh, we need to get into, uh, we've won three games since the first loss against Palace. So that's good. Good response from that Um um, you know, unexpected setback. Uh, but yeah, we, we have the opportunity to go into this one and, and try to get something out of this game. Um, Tottenham is, I know, pushovers. They've, they've strengthened over the summer. Um, and jo it's Jose. Jose is, is, you know, seasoned manager, has won a lot of things. So we need to really take that game seriously and try to win um, that game. I think we have what it takes um, to win. And um, we should go in there very, very confident and, and get things going. But um, we have to talk about transfers. But before we talk about transfers, let's talk about Juan Mata, Donny van der Beek, and Marcus Rashford. Those are the Manchester United Player of the Month candidates. Um, I think Juan, um, I voted for Juan uh, on the app myself because I think Juan has been amazing in the both games he's played. Scott, two goals, one assist, um, has run those games, those cup games very, very easily. Um, and is doing some 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 good job there. I think uh, Juan has been amazing. Dunny has been great too. Notable mention for him: one goal, one assist uh, this this season. Um, I, I think he's he's played exceptionally well since he came in. His football intelligence. I mean, Juan Mata summed it up, you know, perfectly. He said, um, "Dunny's football intelligence is what I like." You know, his one touch passing, passing, moving. You know, creating space. He's just an amazing footballer. I I am so excited for that that signing. That's a beautiful, beautiful signing for us, and I I think that we um are are, are lucky to actually have that guy uh, in our team. Um, some rumbling about from his agent about his starting, um, you know, about his playing time. I think he's going to get loads of playing time. Um, let's build up the fitness of people like Pogba, Bruno. Now we know we can give Bruno a rest. We gave him a rest over the year during on the week uh, in the week 
weekday game, which is great. And, and we didn't lose that much creativity because we had uh, Danny out there. And that's, that's, that's the role he's going to be playing. And there will be times where he can play together with the first team. But I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. There, there are a lot of games to be played. Uh, you know, Champions League is, is there. Actually, I, I completely forgot in my notes. But yeah, we're, we're going to be playing uh, PSG, RB Leipzig and the Istanbul team, the new Istanbul team that, 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 that qualified. And it's a tough group, tough, tough, tough group, um, which actually leads us to transfer. Um, you know, in January, I went on a rant um, about the board and, and, and why, you know, they are disgrace and what they're doing is just, you know, silly uh, for the most part. Um, this manager got us to third position, got us to three semifinals. Yes, we lost them. Uh, we are back in the Champions League, which is which you know makes the the, the club a lot of money. Uh, there is there are financial um, rewards with being in in the Champions League, and you would think that it's time to consolidate on 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 the achievements that the, the manager has made and, and try to support him. Danny van der Beek is an excellent player. I'm not taking anything away from Danny, and I, I think Danny, those are the kind of players I want to see in. Where What my concern is with Manchester United in, in the way they've conducted them, themselves in this transfer window is that it does seem like they went in without a plan, without a clear-cut plan as to what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Um, they put all their um, hope or all their, you know, eggs in the Jaden Sancho basket. I, you know, you guys know what I feel about Jaden Sancho. I think he's an exceptional player. I just didn't think that it made sense to go for him when we could actually invest in some up and coming talent like uh, Ismail Assar and develop him um, and, and also spread that investment across other areas that are important. But we, we continue to hop on the deal. We continue to go on and it's been, it's been crazy. Uh, well, Dortmund is, you know, Claire understands they don't want to sell him be, be, below 120 million euros. Uh, seems like we've bid it much lower than that. And I get is it's is the pandemic. I get that there are economic realities that we should take into consideration. I'm not even saying that, you know, we have to go and spend all that money. My question is, why have we left it so late? Why are we bluffing? Why didn't we have a take it or leave it offer done a few months or a few weeks ago so that we can move on to other targets without seeming desperate? It's three days to go to the end of the window. Manchester United is going to be very, very desperate when they go to talk to alternatives to Jadon Sancho. Um, people are going to take them for a ride. They're going to overpay on players that maybe earlier in the window would have been much cheaper uh, because everyone knows that they are desperate at the moment. And, and, and that's just a shame. It's just a huge, huge, huge shame that Manchester United have put themselves in this position again. Um, we, we've not signed a right winger since we signed um, Antonio Valencia. Antonio Valencia was the last right winger, natural right winger that we've signed. We've signed players like Mkhitaryan and try to play them off the right. We've signed players like Juan Mata and play them off the right. But we've not signed an, a, a natural right winger in a very, very long time. This was an opportunity for us to do it because there's a significant drop off when you go from, you know, you know, Greenwood, Rashford and Martial. The, the next sort of level is really not, you know, it's not not that great. There's just little quality there. Um, Odioni Gallo is an okay striker. Really did well when he came in. Um, loved that he came in, but he he is not as 
he is not supposed to be our second striker. Let's put it that way, or the second forward. Uh, Dan James also is a, a significant drop off. You know, I I like Dan James. You know, I like what he he was able to offer us last year, but he he hasn't really kicked on. He his football intelligence leaves a lot to be desired. He he's not that great, and he's still learning the game. But we we need some starting you know backup options that can come in into the team and challenge for those first team places. Especially when you're in the Champions League, where the quality is really really significantly higher than what you know what what you're used to in the Europa League and stuff like that. So you'd 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 have expected that Manchester United would have um uh, been you know more aware of this i mean the board for whatever reason we've seen them do this it's, it's not new i mean people are just you know you know going crazy about it but it's not new this is not something that is 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 i'm not surprised by what the board is doing i'm, I'm surprised that they're that they're shamelessly doing it um but you know why didn't we move on to other targets if 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 Borussia Dortmund is is uninterested in in making the deal happen, then we move on, move on to other other targets. Like why must we do this deal with with with, with you know with Jadon Sancho if if it's not possible to be done? Um, it's been really 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 difficult to understand what Manchester United's plan is in this um window. We wanted to sign a left back. We've been haggling for Tellers for days and day, weeks and weeks on ending you know we're moving from one target to another and i get that people get get linked to us you know unnecessarily and stuff like that but we've gone from Jin sancho to usman dembele which is a very very controversial um alternative for a number of reasons um usman dembele just like Jaden sancho left for big money to a bigger club uh to barcelona for 130 million or something like that euros and hasn't performed very very well since that move um has been you know marred by injuries and and has has performed really poorly if you really think about it i think he's lost he's missed about 80 games or something like that due to injury um usman dembele on his day is an exceptional talent beautiful player wonderful player um he's exactly the type of player he's similar to Jaden sancho in so many different ways but um his injury record m means that he's a risk um you know there is a connection there with pogba you know potentially having you know that french contingent might help him at manchester united so i'm not completely um against you know getting him as a loan option and you know with an option to buy probably to see what he's like because you know he he has something to prove he needs to prove that he he deserves to play but this is a guy who doesn't want to leave barcelona you know so you know he's being convinced to leave barcelona um, I know some fans don't like it because that kind of rings, um, <laughs> you know, shades of Di Maria, shades of, you know, all Sanchez players that, that are not coming because they want to play for Manchester United. But I would say that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has demonstrated so far that he can get the best out of players, good players, all the players who, who have come in, um, even, including Dan James, because Dan James is coming from a different level, 15 million championship winger. We didn't expect that much from him, but he was still able to contribute to a reasonable extent last season. So bringing in the quality of Usman Dembele, if he can stay fit, would definitely be an upgrade. Let's not you know, be, be sensationalist here about Usman Dembele and his capabilities. He is definitely quality. The, the, the issue is why are we leaving it so late barcelona doesn't want to sell him they just want to loan the um barcelona wants to sell him we want a loan deal how do we get that going there are 
conflicting reports that we want him. Some people say we haven't bid for him. We haven't had conversations with him. This morning, people talked about the fact that Paul Pogba has reached out to him to try to convince him to come over. Now, from that perspective, I can see where it kind of might make sense uh, for him to be to be joining the ranks. But I feel like we, we have really made um, a mockery of ourselves um, as a club. And, and this hierarchy continues to do that. Um, you know, other clubs have strengthened significantly. So it's really, really important that we don't miss that opportunity to do so ourselves. Um, and we have, we, we're missing that opportunity. We, we have really, really struggled um, to, to keep up with, with, with the top teams. And yet again, we have an opportunity to do that. You don't need these marquee signings. We didn't need to just put all our eggs in the Sancho basket. If we knew we didn't have the money for Sancho, we should have moved over to other 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 alternatives and get them involved in the game. That is where my concern is. We needed to bring people in that would start uh, the season, would train with the team, especially with this preseason where things were, were, were a little weird. Now you 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 know you we're 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 going to be in a in a, in panic mode in the next couple of days. We have less than three days to make a few signings, and we should be making at least three signings before the end of the day, uh, be, uh before before Monday or by Monday. Um, we 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 still need cover left back. Brandon Williams is great, but he's um. Uh, the fact that he's right-footed makes it very, very difficult for him to play that role very well. So he he's more suited or uh, to that right-back role and to give Wan-Bissaka some competition there. So we need someone options at, at left back. We needed a defensive midfielder to cover for for Matic, but okay, let's let's move on from that and say okay, we don't need a defensive midfielder, and we but we definitely need a second striker. We need a right right forward. Uh, it, all these things should have happened uh, before now, and it does seem like Manchester United have really left it late. It, there are shades of that 2013 uh, window where we overpaid for Fellaini after dilly dallying and moving into you know targets that that were not attainable for us, and, and we're doing the same exact thing right now. We did the same thing in Jose's last season as well. I know he threw his his toys out of pram and made. You know, really destroy the team because of you know of, of that fallout and and but yet again we're seeing this I, I see I hear some fans who just you know spew dribble on 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 Twitter about oh Manchester United should um he should be uh Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should be outing the the Glazers for um you know not giving him what he wants he should make a you know make something out of it why would he do that why would he do that why is he gonna tear down the house that he's building why um Ole is not that guy Ole is a, a positive guy he is um, a role model frankly because that's what you want from your manager that's what you want you want him to be assured you want him to be positive you want him to look forward you know he ha he still ha we still have a squad that did well last season. Yes, it's not been improved upon. We want that to happen, but at the same time, we can't just destroy everything uh, when things don't go our way. Unfortunately, we have these um, Glazer ownership that is you know the most terrible thing to happen to Manchester United. I I don't think that you know Manchester United would go too far with these guys you know at the helm because they don't have the same ambitions that we the fans have and and that Ole has and the players have it, it it's very very evident that they're 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 comfortable with 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 mediocrity and and that's why they wouldn't invest or 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 give 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 him the tools that he needs to succeed but 
everyone has to remain um, focused on some really important things. If you support your club, if you support your team, if you support your manager, you have to keep that support. What you cannot do at this time is to start to, um, you know, the only out brigade for whatever reason. I don't understand that that brigade and what they're all about. Oh, bring in Poch. What is the difference between bringing in Poch? We saw the same thing happen last season uh, uh, in 2018 with Jose. So what is the difference here? And you know why would Poch be any different? And why why is that even a conversation when Ole is basically has a record of. 16 um, um 16 games where we've lost one game in the premier league so what is you know we, we have one and we, we've lost one in four in, in in four games this season and won three games so where is all of this ole hate coming from anyways um i think the level of ignorance in in in, in our fan base continues to to amaze me and and it seems like everybody you know is i don't know i i, I have no understanding of it anyways but um, the board has to support this manager, has to support the team, has to make the, the, the clear investments that are required to attack this season sufficiently. Ole has a group of 11, 12, 13 players who he can trust. He needs three more players to, to, to have a squad that he can trust so that he has that flexibility to attack these different competitions without running uh, the team to the ground. I hope in the next three days we have something. It's really, really frustrating being a Manchester United fan and seeing all of these things happen. But let's keep hoping. Let's keep, um, you know, believing that something is going to happen in the next three days. And and um, hopefully we can get a win also um, on Sunday. Um, it's been great talking to you guys. Have a super one. Cheers.